Hi everyone, welcome to the second week of our new podcast, A Game of Two Halves, uh, where we talk about all the week in and out of the Premier League and football and the sorts. Uh, this week, I'm joined once again by Dale and Jim. We have no Kev this week. We're working to get him back on at some point. He's just having troubles with timings and stuff. Right, he was at so, work. So hello, boys. Hello. hello there. There we go. Well, <clears throat> you would like to start us off talking about our last week predictions as well. Okie dokie. So, match week 26 of 38, we predicted. Um, so, it was Man City versus West Ham. Uh, Kev, he predicted a 4-0 victory to Man City. Uh, Alex, you predicted a 2-0 victory. Jim predicted a 3-1. And I predicted a 3-2. Okay, so two of us was a goal off. Yeah. Yeah, That ain't too bad. That ain't too bad. To be fair, fair, the match was a lot closer than what I thought it was going to be anyway. The problem is... I didn't expect it, but I should have expected it with Lingard in the absolute form of his life right now. Oh, 100%. Like the kid, he got an assist for the goal uh, for Antonio, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely a shot, though. Oh, oh, definitely. He was trying a little cheeky flick, wasn't he? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely like, an accidental assist. It will still count to the stats, but it's definitely an accidental yeah, assist. Yeah, definitely an accident. Yeah, he right, right. didn't mean to at all, but the, the fact the fact of the matter is, like, the past, what, three games, three, four games, he has been in an yeah. incredible amount of form. 100%. And for me, for me, when United are struggling, they <clears throat> would need him right now to play. I agree. Mm-hmm. Because it'll give a different dynamic compared to just Bruno, just relying on Bruno and Pogba. Yeah. But obviously, Pogba's out injured, but Bruno's yeah, not. That's good. been your, weirdly enough, it's been your Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Pogba getting injured. He's, uh, he was. I agree. Being the, the silent man, even though he was still in the spotlight for Pogba, but like for Pogba's spotlight, he weren't really like. I mean, he, look when we got first in the Premier League in January. Mm-hmm. Pogba was fit, well, playing games. Scored an essential 1-0 winner. You know what I mean? But speaking of midfielders, De Bruyne's back. He's back in the team. Either foot, left foot. Oh, my God. That left foot pass. He's lifted to Diaz. That was brilliant. His quality, his quality is unreal, man. Like, both feet, like, either foot, just... (laughs) Delivery is inch perfect with both feet. And I don't think there's a player that can do that in the Premier League. Like, everyone's got their qualities. Like, Fernandez, his right foot is godlike. Like, he can find anyone, he can shoot, he can do everything. Yeah. But he can't do it as good with his left foot, whereas De Bruyne can do anything in on both, both feet. Yeah. And if them two were in the same team, oh my giddy aunt, like, rip any defence, any defence that come up against them two if they were in the same team. You know, he's a um, little stat for you. He's in top 10 of all-time premises now. Three behind Beckham, I believe, is he? Yeah, yeah. three behind. He's, he's stupidly good, De Bruyne is. But it could have been it could have been a lot tighter. It could have been a lot tighter. I mean, Antonio hit the post. Yeah, like, he did. And he had a, smashed the post. He had another chance and he just hit it wide as well. Mm, he's yeah. a quality player, last, Antonio. Last second of the game. Last second That's of the good. game, they had the opportunity just wide. Free that, header. That, yeah, that that is why he should be in the England setup. I will say it was Diop who missed that chance in the last second, though. Not yeah, it was. Oh yeah, <laughs> which also a ball came from Jesse Lingard, 
What a ball it oh, was. Yeah. yeah, like, Lingard has stepped up tremendously. Like, it's given a headache to anyone who the has thing to, is, like, take that position now. I don't see him coming back to United and playing for United. That's the, that's the problem. Me neither. Me neither. I think... You have, you have a very good setup in midfield at the moment with what Ollie's got going on. Yeah. I don't see Lingard getting into that at all. I agree, I with, agree. With Fred in there next to Pogba now, with Fred also in the form of his life, but we'll move on to that later. But like, Fred in there and Pogba and um, Fernandez, Lingard won't get in. But I think I think he'll be happy at West Ham. I think him keeping out basically Pablo Fornells and Lanzini, like, because obviously they'll play like Jarabo on one side and who do they usually play on the other? Yarmolenko um, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So, like, Lingard will thrive under Moyes and West Ham. Also, Moyes, his old manager, of course, is going to love him. Weirdly enough, did you did you guys see that interview that Pep did? How much he loves Moyes. Just that weird little bromance that he had off him in the interview. <laughs> Just... I reckon he loves Moyes that much because he didn't go to the Manchester United job and flop like Moyes did. That's probably why he loves him so much. <laughs> That's that's what I, he probably th- he thanks David Moyes for making probably could have been the biggest mistake of his career. So maybe yeah to try and step him. To be fair, he wouldn't he wouldn't have flopped at Manu. The Pep's too good to flop at Manu. If he would have took over from Ferguson, he wouldn't have flopped. You're telling he me he's going to make Phil Jones into Iniesta? No, he's not. Um, Dal, no, no. Look, look what he's done for John Stones. Exactly. <laughs> And yeah, exactly what the point. No, but John Stones and yeah. Ruben Diaz effect is in full swing, bro. They're like, both yeah. scored. When, when he when he when he went to City under under Pep Guardiola, bearing in mind Pep bought him in, I was saying yeah, yeah, fifty yeah. million on the kid, and you're expecting instant results, but he wasn't. You know what I mean? But at the same point, you talk about Phil Jones when he was at Man United, and Fergie said he could be the best player Man United's ever had. It's similar things. You expect yeah. big things, and like they haven't. You know their their careers just got curved. Okay, he's, he's got his rebirth. He's got his rebirth. And the Guardiola, you saying he would have done that to Phil Jones? hundred percent. Phil Jones is the <laughs> biggest muppet I've ever seen playing for Manchester United. And but, like, but to come to bring to actually bring it back to John Stones, like him and Rib. I said I said this to my coworker yesterday. I said, if you are Pep, and obviously Laporte's come back from injury and he played. But because yeah. you're going to rotate it midweek, yeah. but does Laporte start in the form that Stones and Diaz are in? Do you start Laporte? Does at he come moment, in? At the moment, I'd simply just say no. I mean, you when you get you? A, when you get when you get a good centre back partnership, you you keep don't that centre back partnership. Yeah, don't yeah. don't fix it, don't fix what isn't broken. Is it, yeah. what's the crisis that now? They've conceded three, so, scored five. Is it? Stones, Stones, and Diaz have scored more goals in since they've been together themselves than they've conceded goals as a partnership. I swear, it's, it's like sixteen games. Eh? Sixteen yeah, games. In, like yeah, that. in sixteen games, they've scored more. What goals a stat! What a nice. And that's what you want, though. That's what you want from a manager. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He, he just he, he knew what he was doing like that. The. The pairing of them, a genius to go and buy Diaz as well. Yeah. The skating team to go, it looks all right. <laughs> Portuguese. <laughs> They're going to win the World Cup. Play for Sporting, didn't they? Play for Sporting, didn't they? No, Benfica. Yeah. Benfica, I think. 
I don't know if it was Sporting he, I or think, Benfica. I think he used to play for Sporting. Of course he did. Probably, probably did. What good Portuguese player doesn't? True. You know what I mean? But um, uh, back onto the actual game, like... Mm-hmm. You got Antonio knowing exactly where to be for Lingard's got uh, for Lingard's shot pass. Let's call it when he yeah. scored, he just knew where to be. It's just that striker's instinct, and he's got it. Not and, bad for a right back. Yeah, not bad for a right back winger, centre mid, centre back, yeah. left winger, striker. goalkeeper, <laughs> goalkeeper, <Coach>. manager, <laughs> sports <laughs> physio, the lot. <laughs> but yeah, and also I read the sporting director. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I also read down here about um, Kevin De Bruyne skipping past Diop and setting Aguero up and Aguero just completely missing and I'm like bro it's going to be a while can... before Aguero gets back to his usual self I think oh, yeah. Yeah, that, to be fair Aguero's on his way out like not as saying out his club but out his like tenure he's, as a footballer he's done his, he's done his time at City he's yeah. a legend club legend Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, look at David like Silva company; they've both moved on. Yeah, I think I think he's hit that age now where he needs to go to a slower league. Like he can still do it, hundred percent. Aguero can still do it. He can still score. He can still do all the business. But the problem is, is that everybody's getting a that bit quicker again, and yeah. he's not as quick anymore. Yeah, and, and I the think, constant knocks all the time. Yeah, the hamstrings, the knee injuries that he gets, like, it's just not helping him. And Gabriel Jesus is also a good striker, but I wouldn't put him as a starting striker for Man City. They have to go now and find a good striker to replace Aguero. It's either going to be Haaland or Messi or both. That's literally the... I, I, you know what? As much I know it's Man City and everything, but if they went and got both, I would love it. Messi and Haaland in the Premier League. Like yeah. you just want it. Like even if it's a rival team, you just want you just want the best players. If not, even league. I'd hate it, it would be nice to see and I'd I'd probably have more credibility for Messi. Yeah. So Yeah. But then but then for me, like obviously like there's a whole Messi Ronaldo debate and everything like Ronaldo is obviously for me just tipping the goat scale because he has done it in other leagues not denying Messi's skill but if Messi was to come to our league and destroy it I think that's when the debate just isn't a debate it's they're both the goat they're both amazing like they've both done it in both leagues like they've both smashed it like I just think but if Ronaldo wins the World Cup in 2022 that's 10 for me it's over for me you know what I mean so yeah Ronaldo goes and wins the 2022 World Cup and you're like I've won more yeah (laughs) if we um, bring it back quickly to the Man City West Ham game I have one question about West Ham so they're obviously like teetering on the brink of a Champions League spot at the moment and they continue to form even though we expect them to tail off yeah and one thing i'd written down about them is are we doing a leicester in their situation so the year that leicester won the league even though they kept on winning everyone was like oh they'll tail off at some point they'll tail off they won't win the league they'll win the league and then obviously did our people and us included doing the same thing about west ham you know what yeah we are we were expect the problem is we're saying we're expecting them to tail off so when they do Everyone's like, oh, yeah, we called it, but they still did really well. Whereas if we keep saying, oh, they'll tell up, they'll fall off, they'll fall, their form's going to drop, and they don't, it just shows, <laughs> proves everyone wrong then, and then it proves yeah, that they're really good. Hence, mm-hmm. the Leicester get also a Mason Mount's just scored an absolute banger. Yeah. Ah. 
Okay, well, let's go on to the next game, shall we? Yep. Uh, West Ham, Brighton. What a game that was. Um, so we... You mean West Brom? You mean West Brom? What did I say? West Ham. West Ham. West Ham, <laughs> West Ham on the brain. Sorry. West Brom, Brighton. Um, what a game that yeah. was. Oh. Uh, so Kev predicted 0-0. Alex predicted 2-1 West Brom. Jim predicted a 1-0. And I predicted a 1-1. Oh, boys. <laughs> so, Jim, do you want to start us off? Go on. You go for it. I won't start with the obvious thing. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll move on to that. I want to talk about the good bits first, then the massive controversial bit. Okay. So I will say Bartley's recent form has been incredible. It's what's kept us alive at the minute. Yep. His recent form is seriously giving us hope, and I'm loving it. I agree. Um, for Burn, uh, Burnley, for Brighton, um, that their Connolly. That I can't remember his first name, but Connolly Aaron. played. Yeah, Aaron Connolly played really well and definitely should have scored. He missed that he missed that volley, didn't he? Right in front of goal, basically an open goal. But he put his foot through it instead of placing it. Um, he he played. Oh my god, he he was so deadly against us. I was scared <laughs> every time we got the ball. I was scared, and he is a really good player. Um, for them, um, what's his name? The really skillful one that they've got. McAllister. No, no, no. The winger. Somebody remind me. Trossard. Uh, Trossard, thank you. Oh. Um, yeah, Leandro Trossard. He was fairly quiet for them, but same as us. We had um, Pereira, who was really quiet. Maitland Knowles had a massive miss. Um, Morpay also had a miss. Like, the game just had a lot of chances and somebody had to take them. Unfortunately, I will say this. You might say what you want about that free kick. You don't go and miss two penalties to win the game. That's, and then that's com- something I was going to like. And complain about a free kick. That's something I was going to come on to, was you talk about like the, the free kick. I was going to like label the entire game as set-piece gate. Brighton yeah. <laughs> can't put a ball in between the white sticks twice <laughs> from 12 yards out from a free shot. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's, like, it's exactly what you said. You can't... Yeah, the free kick's a big talking point and it would have obviously meant something different. But before that, they missed a penalty and yeah. after that, they've missed a penalty. They've had yeah. an easy chance to rectify and they haven't. Two clean chances on goal, basically, to score, and they've missed them both. Like yeah. you can't. You, it's not even. It's not even like. It's not even like they were both saved. They were. They both hit the post. Like yeah. they both. Johnson, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure Johnson dived the both wrong ways. way both times, so he wasn't getting anywhere. Both, both, time. both times. Although Johnston did make yeah. some really good saves in the game again. Like Bartley and Johnston together have been. They've hit the let's say the form of their lives <laughs> like yeah. they have been unbelievable but and there is a big but <laughs> all in all the game, <laughs> <should've finished. laughs> the game should have finished 1-1 and yeah. we we all know that we'll, we'll say there's a big asterisk a big yeah. asterisk over this win like the free kick it's a it's it's, it's a, a goal, goal. yeah it's I a agree. goal it's a hundred percent it's not our fault it's not Johnston's fault, and it's definitely not the Brighton players' fault. No, that no, they've no, put the no. ball in the net, and Lee Mason's had a panic attack because that's what happened. He blew his whistle; oh, they yeah. took it quickly, and he mm. went shoot, blew his whistle again. 
he had an, it, and it weren't VAR's fault because they went back and checked and he did blow the whistle twice before the ball crossed the line. So VAR actually did their job that game. Yeah. It was the whole problem was Lee Mason having a complete mare that game. And he did. He had a complete mare because yeah. for me, the second penalty that was given wasn't a penalty. He flicked the ball away and the player tripped over um, Townsend, and I think um, yeah. My, my, my question with that yeah. was that looked like a very like it should have been a penalty, and I was very surprised that it wasn't even checked. Yeah, it like, weren't even it weren't that. even looked at. That's what no, I mean. Like, so like the first one, hundred percent penalty. You can't jump in the air with your hands doing this over yeah. the shoulder of another player because we all know about hands, don't we, Dal? Yeah, which we'll move on to. But yeah. Um, you can't jump in the air like that, and and the second penalty, it, it's it's not a pen. If it if it was given for me, I'd think it'd be very lucky, and given against me, I think it's very harsh. Like I'm very not biased with this game because <clears throat> essentially, if you look at the thing as a whole, we didn't really create another big chance. So apart from the Maitland Niles miss, but Brighton yeah. had three chances like uh -huh. that yeah. free kick which was in the net and the two penalties so really we should have lost three one and but, they yeah. had, a, had a chance from about six yards out which was scored over the bar that, as well that was that Connolly yeah. miss 100%. so he should have put that away so if Maitland Niles puts his away and they put their chances away and the free kick stays we've lost four two anyway so yeah. it doesn't really matter but yeah the, that the game was just well it was the <laughs> last time the last time Dunk, it was Dunk, it wasn't it? Was, uh, was it Dunk? Yeah, Dunk, Dunk, Dunk took the free, Dunk free, yeah. free Last kick. time we did that was against Liverpool and it was allowed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he took it. He asked the ref, can I take it quickly? The ref went, yep. And he took it and stunned Liverpool with it. Yep. And that's all he did this time. He went, can I... See, for me, like like you said, Al, why... Like, I don't... We don't understand why we have to wait for the goalkeepers, but... You don't if have Lee to. Mason's, yeah, if Lee Mason's looking to see if the yeah. goalkeeper's ready and he's yeah. clearly not in the right position, why is Lee Mason blew the whistle in the first exactly. place? <laughs> so the way I saw it was, and this is coming from someone who plays in goal, who always yeah. up a goalkeeper, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, Lee Mason, like, th there's no reason for him to blow the whistle the second time unless he's realised that Sam Johnson isn't ready. And in that case, why hasn't he looked to make sure he's ready before he's blew the whistle the first time? Because... As we've all said, it should be a goal. He's looked. He's yeah. got everything sorted. He's blew the whistle. Lewis dunk shot. It's gone in. It's a goal, no yeah. matter what way you look at it. <clears throat> yeah, Johnston may be like peeved that he wasn't ready, but it's not up to him. It's up to the referee. Yeah. Yeah. And Lee Mason's obviously made that judgment that everyone's ready, and it it, it should just count. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's in the rules it that he, like, the referee does not have to wait for a goalkeeper no, or no, players to get 100%. ready. They don't have to. No. I've said this. I said this to Jim when we were talking about it afterwards. I've played a Sunday league game where I've been um, on the post organising a war. Um, and the referees looked at me and said, it's a direct free kick so I can shoot. Cool, yeah. As I'm still setting the wall up, the referee's blowing the whistle and I've just had to completely forget about setting my wall up and I've got in and set myself in position so I'm not caught out. Yeah. My wall, it, the, the ball, they've had the free kick, it's gone in because my wall isn't set up. But that's just the way it has to be. Sam Johnson should know. As soon as the whistle's gone, it's 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 into I'm play. Sure, I'm sure. I was playing that game. I'm sure you didn't yeah, have yeah. to walk quite yeah. to the left, yeah. did you? And they just put it around the left hand side. Yeah, put it in left. Put it around. Put it around, put it around the wall when in top bins. It was a good free yeah. kick, but uh, my wall wasn't in the right place. But yeah, yeah it's he, like 
as we've all said, it should have counted. Lee Mason has had the biggest of mares in this situation. No, 100%. 100%. 100%. Like, so one thing I didn't realise as well, I only realised it afterwards when Paul Merson talked about it on um, Saturday. Um, Lee Mason had so blown the whistle, blown it again, disallowed it. He yeah. then allowed the goal. Yeah, yeah which VIR, is VAR then said and put it on the screen in front of the stand so everyone saw it that the goal had been disallowed and then Lee Mason went to go and check it. Yeah, so after VAR had made the decision, he's then gone over to the monitor to check it. It's, it's an absolute farce. Yeah, <laughs> where, in, where in all of that is the communication? There's clearly there's none. none. There's there's absolutely none. none. There's, it's there's... an absolute farce. Yeah. It's just... Uh, like... It's hard to think of words to describe it without yeah. sounding like very harsh, but like it is, it, he's panicked is what's happened. But it's not yeah. just panicked over the fact that oh, I've blown the whistle and then I've blown it again. Oh, oh no, like kind of thing. He's he's yeah. panicked about that. Panicked, he's disallowed a perfectly good goal, but yeah. he's already blown the whistle twice. So even if, even if, right, this is what gets me. Even if. It was like legit and fine. He's blew the whistle twice before the ball's gone over the line. So either way, they have to take the free kick again. So him yeah. then going, no matter what, it's allowed has made another mistake, and then yeah. disallowing it like, again is like another mistake. In in that five minute period where no one knew what was going on, the amount of mistakes he made is uh, unreal. And but, he, by all means, he may have been injured, but the yeah. fact that he has now been injured. For his next two games, is it's a, it's is it just an excuse? Is it just is he just getting out of it to get out Yeah, he's getting scared. The thing is, the panic set like, in. Once oh. the panic set in, that was it. It was over. He should have just yeah. took a minute, took a minute, told everyone to go away and say, "Give me a minute." Like, just yeah. I don't mind referees that take time. I'd rather a ref take time to make a decision yeah. and be hundred percent. So, so if if VAR go, go and look at it and he goes to the monitor and it takes him 30 seconds to look at it and then come to a decision, I don't have an issue with that. I yeah. don't have an issue because he's he's making sure it's the right decision. Like, I understand it taking like 10, 15 minutes, like a bit of a piss take. But yeah. when, it's like, when it's like 30 seconds to a minute, I don't mind that. If it's a really controversial decision, take your time make the decision yeah. right or if it, even if it's a wrong decision just be confident that it's your decision no matter what yeah, like, so, yeah. one thing that really interested me after the game was Lewis Dunk's uh, post-match like interview where yeah. they asked when they were like what was your opinion on it and Lewis Dunk was like it shouldn't even be me you're asking it should yeah. be Lee Mason he's the one who should yeah. come out here and just explain what and was going on think, and why he's done what he's done I agree with what he says that I think referees should actually be interviewed after a game, after the game, because it's 100%. not fair. Because uh, to bring to bring it to change to change it real quick, Rangers, the refer I don't know the referee's name sent off um, Stephen Gerrard, Gerrard for apparently an appalling decision that the referee made. Why is it they have the power to scrutinise other people, and yet when they're in the wrong, like, look I, at Mike I don't Dean. Get any see, see. If Mike Dean was to come out and get interviewed, he wouldn't have got half the heat he would he had. If he would have come out and got interviewed... Just explain the situation and why you think... His, yeah. 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 Explain his decision as to why he okay. made that choice. 
I think he wouldn't have got half the heat he would have got. 100%. See, like, 100%. That, that referee, that referee that sent off Gerard. I've seen the clip, I've watched it and everything, right? The talking point is he gave him a yellow and Gerard was walking off. Why then did the ref call him over to give him another yellow and then a red card when Gerard had walked off? Yeah, Gerard, Gerard was walking had off. Had He's had his dispute. The ref goes yellow card, and Gerard goes okay then, and just walks off. And like his coach walks Apparently over the ref, next the ref to him feels, talking. The ref feels he was still talking as he was walking off. So what? It's not in your face no more. He's allowed to exactly. He's allowed to mount himself yeah. to, the, to the locker room. He, he can complain about a decision to his coaches. Perfectly, not, yeah. that's perfectly fine. If, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to send off every single fan that thinks yeah. you made the wrong decision in the stadium. <laughs> exactly. Literally. Like, that thinking was flawed, yeah. Give him a yellow card. He come up. He was aggressive with you, like it was proper in your face, like about the decision and that. But then he he walked off once you give him the yellow card. Why did uh, you need I to? I believe bring it him was against um, Manchester United. They played. No, uh, another oh, another, another instance back uh, to do with sending off our managers. Carlo Ancelotti got sent off, and I believe it was against Manchester United when the Calvert Lewin goal was disallowed because yeah. uh, even though it should have been a goal, it should have stood. That should not have been disallowed. And Ancelotti, after the game, went I, mad and got sent off at the end of the game. I, I remember yeah. having to talk myself out of a yellow card in Sunday League when I almost got one for literally slapping the ground for a decision I made. So the ball was... The bloke was running down the wing and I tackled him, but I flicked it off his leg as I tackled him. But... The decision didn't go my way. It wasn't a goal kick. It went for a corner. So I was sat on the floor after my slide tackle, sat the floor and was like, oh, no, fucking hell, like that. And the ref called me over and was about to give me a yellow card. And he was like, if you speak to me like that again, I'll give you a... I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally just getting angry that I didn't make a better decision. Why was I trying to flick it off his leg in the first place? Why didn't I just see it out for a throw-in? That's what I was angry about. And then the decision didn't go my way. I just needed to let vent. It's like some referees just love it, I think. Just love the controversy. Yeah. It's the, the power that they um, have too much control. Yeah, but the only time I've ever seen a referee come out after a game, and like this was years ago, and the only time I've ever remembered it is because it's on like Premier League years and stuff, and like he comes out after a game, talks about like his couple of controversial decisions, and then straight afterwards, like the pundits and stuff all praise him and say like it's very racy. And I think agreeing what you guys just said, it should happen a lot more often. I mean, if a ref has a good game, gets all the decisions right, well, you're not going to get all of them, but get, gets most the of the decisions yeah. right. There's no controversy. He like does everything he's meant to, and he has a good game. He doesn't need to come out and do an interview. But if yeah. there's a decision where it is very controversial and really doesn't go the way it should have, they should come out and talk to the people and get interviewed. Like... If they come out and say, oh, VAR told me to have a look at it, I had a look at it, and it changed my mind, that's fine. If he goes, oh, VAR told me to look at it, and I went over and I still didn't think it was enough, that's fine. Because you're explaining your thought process, you're explaining what's happening, mm -hmm. you're explaining the communication between you and the video assistant referee. You're explaining yeah. it, and people are starting to understand. Like, I don't understand why we cannot hear the conversations that go on between referees. I, I completely why agree. we can't hear that? Rugby has it. Cricket has it. Why Tennis can't we hear the umpires. it? Yeah. Why, why we can't hear it, I do not know. It, it's no, the most stupid thing on the planet. Like, it, I'm like, bro, just 
just let us hear what the conversation is. Like that video of the Australian ref going to the VAR, and he's like, do I go to the screen? He's like, yeah, have a look. And he's like, oh, what number was he? Number 17. And he's like, yeah. And he looks and he's like, oh, yeah, definite red. I made the mistake. Walks over, blows him over, red card. But you hear the conversation between them. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Uh, they, they fully understand what they're doing. Yeah. I think it'll just give clarity to fans as well. Yeah. Uh, and understand. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, they'll be more sympathetic if a decision goes wrong or whatever, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. To, um, to the last Randy, point, last, last point we'll do about this game, uh, the question I'll have is, and I think we'll all have the same answer for it as we move on, is does the standard of refereeing in England at the moment need to be improved? 100%. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yes. There, are, there are some referees that are really, really good, and that's why they don't get noticed, because they are really good. They do their job. Like yeah. you do your job, like you, if you do your job well, you're not going to get noticed really by the public, and that's what they're doing. They're doing the job really well, so they're not getting noticed. The ones that are in the public figure right now and in the public eye are the ones that are doing their job badly. I think that the yeah. the problem is why the referees are being mentioned so much in the past two three years is due to the fact, and I blame the FA for it for bringing out all these rules. And the refs themselves, when they go into a game, I believe, honestly, hand on heart, that they don't know the rules of the game, 100%. If you ask, the, ask them to read the rule book out to you, they could not read the rule book out to you. But yet they're professional. Oh, yeah. They're professional. The FA referees, you know what I mean? But they don't know what's actually a red card, what's an offside, what's a goal, what's not a goal. They're confused. Yeah. They have, they have not a Scooby-Doo. Same with the VAR. They ain't got a Scooby-Doo. It's make it up as a yeah. go along. And that's because, that all comes from the top. You know what I mean? It all comes the, the, the problem yeah. is they change rules too often. That's yeah. the issue. Yeah. They keep changing the rules way too you know much. What said? Like yeah. what Dow said is like, especially with like the handball rule that's been going on, the offside rule that's changed this season because of an incident with Man City and Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Like they like it's from the top down. Like they need there needs to be lost like a bit more. Like just have like the summer, take the summer and have an intense retraining program to make sure everyone knows what the rules are going to be. They may already do this, we don't know, but they need to have, like get more together, tell them what the rules are going to be, if there's going to be any rule changes, and just get a load of practice with VAR because that's also an issue. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Just, pra- just just practice with it. Right. Because. So, uh, uh, we can't we can't carry on yeah. this conversation we've got we've got a long list of games so we've got Leeds <laughs> Villa next um, Kev uh, predicted a 2-2 draw Jim predicted 2-1 Leeds Al predicted 2-0 so Leeds and I predicted 3-1 Leeds how wrong was all of all... yep yeah cool sick 1-0 Villa will... in the end I will start all I want to say before Jim starts off is I predicted that Leeds were going to that Villa were going to lose purely because they were at Grealish yeah. and it has shown that I was almost right because they've <laughs> gone on to lose Sheffield United this week so, because they haven't had Grealish because they haven't had Grealish just the wrong game just completely wrong carry on Jim I was going to say I'm going to start off with how awful was that pitch a Premier, Premier League, League yeah, quality side has a pitch like that. In the first two minutes, Bamford slipped and nearly played somebody through. He went for a shot, he slipped over and nearly played somebody through. Just like Watkins did. Watkins went for a shot, slipped, 
played El Ghazi through and that's how their goal come about. Yeah. Completely accidental. Watkins was shooting and it's just like 100%. Antonio's goal. He was not assistant. He was giving for a curling shot. And it was a poor curling oh. shot. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. definitely... But because the pitch was that bad and everybody was on their ass most of the time, like <laughs> it, it just slipped yeah. over and it went through to him. Well, it, fair play, fair play to Villa because they dug in. Yeah, they did big time. Yeah. Like Leeds peppered them. Like not so much peppered them with shots, but they peppered them with possession and the way they were playing. Like they definitely were going to score at some point. But fair play to Villa, they, they dug, dug in, in yeah. forty and was yeah. like. Ah, I nah, think McGinn, McGinn had a, for me, a man on the match performance. Yeah, he, was, he, had a, he had a he very, He fought like very a dog. He was in the yeah. pits. He was going left and right up and down. I, yeah. I really like yeah. McGinn. I was going to say, I was going to say, I feel like McGinn's a very underrated like yeah. piece of the puzzle at Villa at the moment. Yeah. All the headlines are going to the likes of Watkins, Troy, or Ryan Grealish, but McGinn is such a battler in that yeah. midfield. Yeah. It's what exactly what they've needed. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I will say, though, on the flip side... Since he's come in for Leeds, Tyler Roberts has been playing really well lately, which he has been. And it's a bit weird to say somebody's playing well when you're just constantly losing. But (laughs) he has been been playing really well recently. But the one thing that does my head in is um, the play acting. Oh, my God. There was an incident in the game (laughs) where Lorente went down under Watkins' tackle, right? Lorente went down play acting like he'd been killed. Like, literally, somebody had beheaded his arm or something. Like, I know I said beheaded his arm because he'll lose his head, then his arm. And literally, the moment he didn't get the decision and Watkins went, and Watkins went, get up, right? The moment it happened, he got up to try and fight him like nothing had happened. Oh, Dow's died. And uh, the moment the moment it happened, he got up to try and fight. Oh, and I went, I was I was literally there, like, um, yeah. What happened to your injury? I thought I thought we tackled you that hard that you injured, and you just never responded. I was like, dude, yeah, come on, you don't have to play. Play acting is, yeah. is a plague across the game, and I can't stand it. And leads leads mm. are the worst. For it. I said I said this um, to yeah. my coworker. Well, there was um. Sorry, yeah. I said I said this to my coworker. I turned around and went. Carry on. The issue, the issue is, is that um, every team has that one player. So like, Man U have Fernandez, West Brom have Pereira, Villa have Grealish. Like everybody has their one player that does it, and it is a player across the league. But Leeds, it's all of them. All not not a single player doesn't that's do what, it. That's something I was going to mention. Like I've not watching enough of Leeds games at the moment to see any like play acting but there has been like a video that's gone viral on Twitter and yeah. it was like Leeds yeah. fans complaining that Target was a diver and then it showed all the instances of Leeds players just diving and play acting yeah. all season but it's all of them it's not it's not just one it's not like oh because I hate Bamford it's Bamford all the time <laughs> I hate a strong word I just dislike him because of his play acting and he has stopped it this season but yeah. it usually would be Bamford but this season it's been all of them the, the likes of Calvin Phillips who I didn't think would be doing it the Rafinha even though he's an unreal player has been doing it Alioski yeah. like they've all been doing it and I'm like bro just yeah. Right. What uh, we'll, we'll move on swiftly. I'll yep. just have the, the, I'll, I'll try and put like a little question in of every match so we can have like a little bit of talk yeah, and then move on. on. 
the question I've got for this one is this season, do we see Villa getting any kind of European football? Because if they have their games in hands, they can get near the Champions League spaces. But obviously, we also talk about West Ham and Everton in those Mm. spaces. And obviously, Europa League can go down to seventh. Do we see Villa being a top seven club this season? No. Unfortunately, not. Like, West Ham and Everton just have too much. They'll just beat them there. It's just um... just the way it is. And losing Grealish has been one of the worst things of their season. Losing Grealish has literally choked them out. Currently yeah. today, the, the, they're ninth in the Premier League with 39 points, obviously two games in hand or a game in hand. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. On certain teams. Mm. Um, the thing is, Villa have had games in hand all season have not capitalised on them games in hand. They'll either go for a draw or a loss. Then by the time everyone else has played, they'll then get the win, but they're not capitalising on those games in hand. At one stage, Villa had four games in hand. That's 12 points. They could have been first at one stage, Villa, if they won all four of them games. And then they had mm. three games in hand, could have went in top four. But they just keep yeah. they keep losing at important moments when they need yeah. to win. Yeah. I so, agree. It's say, they are very inconsistent. Villa have been very inconsistent this season in the sense yeah. that like, you look back and they beat Liverpool 7-2 and this was be- yeah. Liverpool before their injury crisis where they yeah. had the likes of Van Dijk and everyone in. And then they've lost to Sheffield United yesterday or today. Yesterday, wasn't it? 1-0. Yesterday, yeah. Like, 1-0. The, the worst team in the league. They lost 2-1-0. Like, they're, they're too far up and down. I, I agree. I don't think they're coming seventh because I see the likes of Everton, West Ham and Leicester. But also, yeah, you got all you got there. Spurs as well who picking up form getting yeah. wins again so Arsenal yeah Arsenal creeping yeah. behind them so speaking of yep uh, <laughs> yeah well Let, let's move on to the next one Dan. okay next game is Crystal Palace and Fulham so Kev predicted 2-0 Crystal Palace uh, Jim predicted 2-1 Alex predicted a 1-1 and I predicted a 1-0 so Alex was correct with the the draw because it was a draw now. Yeah. I just didn't. Draw. I just didn't think it was going to be as boring as it was. Oh, man, I literally struggled to write notes on this game. It, it, like the Man United Chelsea game was bad. This was worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> Man United Chelsea game has one talking point. This has none. Well, Not a single talking point. It the, was so yeah. dull. It was so. The only thing you can so say dull. is I believe Zaha has been. When, when Zaha's played, he's contributed to 18 of the last 25 goals or scored or something like that. I don't know the exact yeah. stat, but he's out. And the last the main man. Yeah, he's the main man. Obviously, Eze ain't been the Zaha we thought he could be or yeah. the playmaker. But, you know Eze, I mean? but the thing is, Eze is a playmaker, and that's the thing. Like, But when you're missing your top goal scorer, yeah. you tell his man. You tell his man, Eze ain't got no one to pass to. As good as Benteke is. SA can't magically make Benteke start scoring again. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like it's become something that we're going to see a lot of for the rest of the season, especially with Fulham. They're grinding the nil nils, the one yeah, nils. To try I feel, I feel like that's what we're going to see a lot of the rest of the season. Even we, even today, they only managed yeah. the one nil loss, and that was to a we, very informed Spurs side. We are, I think, six points behind them, and they're three yeah. points off safety. So, like, we're nine points adrift. They're three. So, like, they're just gonna they're just gonna keep pushing to get yeah. within a point the or Fulham, two. It's a great result. A, a no yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. the the thing is the uh, way. Uh, sorry, 
<laughs> it's it's the way I'm looking at it at the minute with the Albion. I'm like, every point we get is a point gained. Not yeah. say like, oh, we're one nil up and then we'll draw one one. I'm like, I don't care. It's still a point more than what we'd usually get. So it's a point, and that's the way they're looking at it. That's how they're playing. That's how they're yeah. grinding their yeah. results. That's how they're like. It's a put. Every point is a point gained, whether it's three or one. Yep. Yeah. Um, Al, have you got a question for this? Um, or was it that boring? You don't have a question. One, one, one good question I'll do, and unfortunately, he doesn't like talk about those two. I was going to say, when it comes to Crystal Palace, we all see them as a one-man team at the moment. Can you name any other team in the last five years that has been as one-man as Crystal Palace? Spurs Bale. Back no, that, that wasn't five years. That's more than five years ago, though. That's more than, that's oh. more than five years ago. Oh, yeah, we yeah. So, God, 2016, God. we'll go back to Leicester's title winning season. From that point onwards, is there more one man team than Crystal Palace, in your opinion? Um... Even though they went down, Team Opuki for Norwich? Maybe. Maybe, but I will say, my only—I wouldn't say that because I think Norwich had a good free. They had a good spine in the fact that Buendia. they had they Buendia. had Buendia, they had Todd Cant, they had Cantwell who was yeah. doing well that season. Pookie and Tim Cruel in goal was awesome as well. It was just shame that the rest of the team couldn't uphold. Well, to be fair, they had yeah. a young squad, didn't they? Like Aaron. Yeah, and 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 you look at them in the Championship this season; they're coming straight back up. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> Um, I don't have any. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I can't really think of any off yeah. the top of my head. There we go. There, well, there you go. Our first award, the most one man team in the last five years, is Crystal Palace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, moving need on. A little, need a little trophy on the screen. <laughs> well, they can, they can have my little dumbbell. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, next game. Good game. Interesting game. Yep. Spurs Burnley. So, yeah, man. <laughs> this was. The predictions Shit, here. So, <laughs> bear with me a sec. I think all of our predictions are so wrong. Kev predicted a nil-nil. Oof. Uh, Jim predicted a one-nil Burnley. Uh, <laughs> Alex predicted a nil-nil, and yeah. I predicted a three-one to Spurs. So I was right at the you win. Were the closest. You were the closest. Yeah. Four-nil in the end. Four-nil to Spurs. By the way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, I. I the, what, the quote I've put down for myself, because I said it, I went, Spurs' first half performance was some serious heat. That's literally <laughs> it. because I said it. Morbury could have got yeah. like two. Kane oh, could have got my... a couple more. God. Well, the, 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 this is the first time I've seen it in a while at Spurs. They're like the, the, four, the front four, if that front mm. four starts and performs constantly, and the fact that you've got Bale... Kane and Son, who are awesome, and Lucas Moura, who we spoke last week, who's probably like the most underappreciated. He's, he's, very, first player. he's very underrated, yeah. yeah. Like, if that front four is like firing on all cylinders the way they were, they can easily be unbeatable. Ah, well, yeah. Bow got two goals and an assist. Yeah, um, like. Like we, we joked about how like they beat they beat that Wolfsburger team four 0 in midweek and how like they basically beat like a cheap pub team. Yeah. But then they came and did a very similar performance on Saturday against Burnley and made yeah. Burnley look exactly the same. Yeah. And bearing in mind, that's Nick Pope in goal, who I'd class as England's number one at the moment. The thing is, though, yeah. he made some very good saves in the game. Yeah. yeah. He, he just had poor defence in front of him on the day. Well, insane saves. He saved that one from Lucas before he scored his, where Lucas yeah. most definitely should have scored, but Pope came, rushed at his feet and just saved it, and it was a great save. Son shot, yeah. Son was going in the corner. 
Tip, yeah, tip, yeah. tip, tip, right. He made some good saves. So that really, that should have got bladded like, Probably like seven. seven nil. Yeah, yeah. Seven I, nil, I yeah. agree. It should have been a lot more. But Bale's pass to Harry Kane, I just sublime, um, sensational. It's Bale of the pass, say. For passing, it's, it's, and I watched it, and I was like. Oh, oh, I was on. Oh, Bale. I mean, the defender should have probably done better because he jumped a bit early to get the ball. And obviously. No, nah, it was too. It, Bale, um, Kane had gone. That's the thing. If he if he doesn't reach for it, he's still chasing Kane anyway. And he, yeah. wouldn't have, he wouldn't have caught him. So he had to do something. Going for it was pretty much the only option. It was just too much of a good ball. Like, the pass was just... For me, I think didn't the defender probably would have caught him. up with Kane because there was a lot of running he had to do, Kane did. And because... Well, the he, took two, he took three touches and then shot. That's the thing. I know, but the You've pressure... Got to get the, pressure of him. the pressure of the player behind him, I don't think Kane would have scored. That was just me, me personally. Well, he took a deflection anyway. Yeah, we so did. I don't think a, it would have gone in. It did take a deflection. That's... You're right about that. That's what I mean. Like, you've got to get two Kane by the time he takes three touches and shoots, and he took a deflection. That's the only issue. It was just the ball was that good. Same as Son's pass to Bale for Bale's goal. The cross de- deceived everyone. Instead of whipping it round the back to everyone, he just chipped it in between two of them. And Bale the, was there. The touch from Bale. It was lovely. Spurs just... just just dominated and I think the issue was was that Burnley just struggled with the basics in defending yeah. they just really yeah. did they were which at 6 and like, sevens all game yeah which is very like uncharacteristic for Sean Dykes' yeah. Burnley as well, well he was to be. in his interview he said they, were, they just didn't know how to defend all of a sudden and he done I just love his, I love his honesty. I just love his honesty. I love yeah. his honesty as well. He when he's like, only more refer- if only more referees like that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, well um, I did. It was a, it was a poor perform, poor defensive display from Burnley. Like no pressing, no urgency, no like defensive energy because they just let like Bale and all that just have the ball. Yeah, constant and, pressure. Yeah, and that's how they. That's how Bale. Got his what he got two assists in there. No, Did just one two? assist, one assist. Just one, I think. He scored two goals, one assist. Two oh, goals, that's how he. Assist. That's how he scored. That's how he scored his second. They were just no pressing on the ball, just First chilling touch, out and just did the defender round, yeah. ripped it round enough. Well, the post. yeah. If you look at if you look at Bow's second goal, like the, when you talk about the defenders, sixes, the sevens. Like Bow's on the right wing and he's just. There's no walking. one around yeah. him. Just walking to the box, no one around him. The left back's got no clue where he is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely no clue. It's a good touch, and great finish. Left foot, yeah, the bow we used to know yeah, back in the Premier for League. For me, to be fair, for me, that's all I can say about it. Burnley with poor Spurs were just yeah. on some serious well, next level football. I've got something interesting which will take us away from the Premier League, but obviously it's going to include two players from the Premier League. So, Real Madrid, obviously they've loaned out Bale. They've got rid of Rodriguez, James Rodriguez. In 20 games, Bale scored eight goals, three assists. In 21 games, Rodriguez has scored five goals, eight assists. And I've got five players, five key players for Real Madrid who have not got the numbers like Bale and Rodriguez have got. So you've got uh, Asensio in 31 games, two goals, two assists. That's 31 games, two goals, two assists. Vinicius Jr., better stats, but obviously he's played 31 games. Vinicius Jr., with the pace he's got, he scored four goals and assisted four times. That's... That's not Ronaldo quality, you know what I mean? From a young chap with that type of speed I think, and agility. I think there is an issue with that one, though, because Benzema just straight up don't like him. 
Like, as much as he's come out and apologised for what he said about him to Mendy, you just know it's just set in stone then. Like, Probably. Benzema just don't like him. And that just causes a rift and the team just won't perform as well. And that's the issue for... I feel sorry for Vinicius Jr. because he is a serious talent. And I think it's time for Benzema to leave Real Madrid anyway. So It's time to go. Bro, it's time, it's time you got, to go. You got, you got Rodrigo, 18 games, one goal, six assists. Hazard... 13 games, 3 goals, no assists. And then you've got Marino, 15 games, 1, go- one goal, no assists. Where's where's the... Uh, Quality, it's not there. None of Five players. They've literally released two of their best players. And have, you, have you also seen that as well? A story's come out about Eden Hazard. And at half-time and before matches, you know what he does to warm up? Have like, get himself in the zone. Gets his switch out and plays Mario Kart. In the dressing room, guy. No what a guy. No wonder he's not performing. <laughs> that's how that's how he warms up mentally for a game. He's, he's thinking he could have finished first out. if only he had a mushroom to get across the finish line. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Genius. That's literally Genius. what he was thinking about. Also, did you see the absolute shit hairy that Burger King did to him? Yeah, I've, I've, I've... Oh, that tweet. Oh my god, it was genius. If you haven't seen it and you are listening, go on Twitter and just try and find it. It was the Spanish version of Burger King on Twitter, and they tweeted at Hazard about him like chilling and eating and all that, about him basically being overweight. And it was, it was genius. You need to go and see that tweet if you can. And oh. Diego Jota's just come on for Liverpool, so he's back. Yeah, welcome back. Interesting. Welcome well, back. speaking Diego of Liverpool. Yeah. Um, unless Alex have a quick question, I, I have one question, and it will go into what you what you were mentioning actually. Like, if you're Tottenham, do you buy Gareth Bale in the summer? Hundred percent. You've got to. The, yeah, but the question is, he's on so much wages. Much, as well. I know. You've got it. You've and, got to come to a pass. And, and Real Madrid aren't, Real Madrid aren't stupid. They're going to ask for money for him if they want mm. to buy him. How old is he now? Thirty-two. Thirty-one. I don't think he's that old, but I know he's like 29 or 30. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know he's in his 30s. 100% he's in his 30s. Uh, I'll have a look. Bear with me, well, the adjudicator checks. But I think, I think, I think you've got to have that discussion with him. You've 31. got to sit down with him. Hey, well, 31. 31. 31. So, it's 31 now. You could probably get, because we had this conversation last week, that players are staying yeah. good whilst they're getting older. So he could literally play to his 35 maybe you know what i mean like, at high performance level but i reckon you probably can get two three years out of a great gareth bale that's the and it's if you want to spend it's probably going to be like 50 million i, I bet when probably like 50 million something like that plus then you got to pay his wages that's a new 20 million nowadays though think about <laughs> yeah. it yeah 50 million yeah. is literally the new 20 million i know the, the, you're talking you're talking harlan's probably gonna go for 200 to 250 mil like that is serious money and Bappe is probably going to be the first 300 million pound player like, obviously the more Bale performs money. the higher his value is going to come up for it this season uh, yeah. exactly yeah. my point like Real Madrid aren't, aren't going to be idiots about it they're going to ask for a substantial fee we'll t- like if you're Daniel Levy do you get the checkbook out do you bring him in for the summer because he has been especially the last couple of weeks, almost back to his best. We won't say he is, but well, he's getting there. He started he's four, close. scored four, I believe, in his last four yeah. games. So, like, I, I, I wouldn't say he's all the way there yet, but he's definitely almost there. He's getting there. Yeah, 100%. Um, for me, obviously, I'd, I'd probably loan him another season and then see how he does in that season. 
and then maybe mm-hmm. bring him in for another two, give sign him a, a two year contract with an extension of an extra year. Yeah, um, I think that'd be that. Down. You need to be a sporting director. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. That's that's what, that's what for, I do for personally. Some, for somebody who has no access to football manager, you're definitely showing the brain. <laughs> <at the moment. laughs> Man's got the monthly instalments. <laughs> little <laughs> Nah, that, that's what you do. Too. You go. I'll pay. I'll pay. Yeah, I'll put your club in future bankruptcy. Six months. <laughs> Bankruptcy when I've won the Champions League and the Premier League, and then there's no bankruptcy. Yeah, but what, ha- what, what happens if you don't? Exactly. Yeah, fucked it. Exactly. <laughs> then, uh, Let's move on. Let's move on. Club, I do a Tony Pulis. I leave the club before anything bad happens, and then join somebody else. <laughs> and then get sacked. <laughs> and then get Let's move on. Um, Let's move on. Sheffield, United, and Liverpool. So we all predicted Liverpool would win this game. Uh, Kev with yeah. a 3 0, Jim with a 3 0, Alex with a 4 0, me with a 2 1. The game finished two oh. nil in the end. I think. I think. Um, I, I think Liverpool struggled. I don't. I really don't think Liverpool are hitting like serious like goal scoring form. They don't look good as a team. I just. Uh, you know when you watch Liverpool and you just you just don't see. For me, I just I watch Liverpool and I just don't see I don't see the whereas like they used to be counter attack and now they're adopting this possession based play and Man City obviously have that possession back but when you watch Man City you know at any point during the game a one killer pass, pass is yeah, coming or pass. yeah that one pass like I take it for Firmino's goal for the second goal was very fortunate like. The play leading up to it was nice, but his goal was very fortunate. Well, it was an own and... goal in the end. It was um, a Brown own goal. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was just it was he was just very fortunate. And but the goal, the first goal, where Trent just about kept the ball in, very very tight, very close. And Jones, it was a lovely goal, sweeping move well, down the right hand side. He was he was a quality player. He, yeah, he played well. He's been doing well. A young, he's twenty years of age. He's played twenty games, I believe, this season. Uh, he's been their calling card. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, he ain't he ain't going to be world class as of yet, but he's someone to watch for the future. In the next three years, four years, maybe he could be getting an England call up if he keeps consistent performances like this. But the way he was running, uh, Jones for me, it seems like he could like. Stop. He seems like he could be like a, a, a Phil um, Phil Foden type of person, not a centre midfielder, a Phil Foden yeah. type of player. Attacking midfielder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is it? A false nine? Mm. Is it? Is it a false nine? Yeah. Or like a um, shadow striker. <laughs> yeah. Shadow. You, you float just off the striker and just pop in the little pockets of space. I think uh, that could, like, that could be a role he adapts into, maybe. He he, he was maybe. he was very good, but also I will give credit to Aaron Ramsdale in that first half. Yeah, he. My, God, he was on it. He was like, nah, nothing, nothing's getting past me this game. And he and he was on it. He's had some criticism. He has been poor this season. But that game, to be fair, he put in a performance where they shouldn't have conceded. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I will say, so obviously I've got two notes here, which is one about a player, one about Chris Walder. So the one note I did say was that Quebec was very shaky when Oliver Burke come on. Oh my god! Because I watched it live, and when Burke come on, he was ball watching. Quebec was and got caught out a few times when Burke was running in behind. Whew, it was scary how shaky Quebec was when somebody with a bit of pace was in front of him instead of McGoldrick. 
who is still the top goal scorer because he scored again. But we'll gloss over that. Is it the big five? Is it the big? Is it lads? Is it the big five? Big five. (laughs) Hit the big five yesterday. I will say regarding Sheffield United. Chris Wilder in his interview was very honest and talked and said he they are conformed to championship football. And he did say that they're going down, they are down, and it's about playing for respect. And I respect that because that is brutally honest and it shows that he's ready to build for next year if he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And my question, I'm taking off, Al. My question for you guys Cheers, is guys. if you're the Sheffield United board, do you keep Chris Wilder? I'm saying yes. Um, I'm, I'm saying no. Because he's is, is, is done a good... Is, is this their second season or... It's their second season in the Premier League. Second season. Yeah. I almost got Europe last year, if you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah they did. Um, obviously, last year was a, a freak season. It was a, I think it was a freak season. It was a wonder season. And pretty much probably a fluke season. But... I do put it down to they had one of the best goalkeepers in the league, which Manchester United do not play at the moment, Dean Henderson. <clears throat> so it's playing lightly though, because David Hay is injured, unfortunately. That well, it's not unfortunately. Apparently he's on. He's apparently he's on personal leave. Yeah, he's on a no, no, personal reasons. No, the pre-match probably like name. I've gone to Shaggy's sister or something. Pre- pre-match conference. Um... The pre-match conference, uh, Oli did say he has a knee injury. That's what Oli said, and he wants him back before the weekend, hopefully. Uh, I saw it. I saw it. That's weird. Instagram today it said he's gone for personal leave or for personal reasons. Yeah, that's probably, he's for a yeah, whole month, six weeks, tomorrow. Oh shit! That's that's come six after the game then. Gone. That's come after the game then. Yeah, yeah, that came, yeah. I saw that today. I saw that today. Oh damn! Yeah, he was on today. Well, that's fine by me. Yeah. Obviously, I hope whatever it is, it's not bad. But obviously, Dean Hendo. Leading. But, Are we, uh, uh, leading on to my trade? Uh, no, we, the next game is... Sorry, Jim. Uh, it's... Damn. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> it's, uh, we got the next game, Everton's Southampton. Uh, I didn't watch this one. I didn't get time to, so, so this is up to you. Guys. Kev predicted a 4-4. <laughs> that was uh, Jim predicted a 3-2. You could argue that's correct result. Uh, Alex, 3-1. Me, 2-1. Um, and it was 1 million in the end to Everton. Yeah, 1 now. Richarlison, assist uh, mm. by Sigerson, uh, good play. That is uh, exactly the same uh, combination as today, to, uh, as Jim uh, shakes his head at me. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think for Sigerson now. Sigerson assists for Charles and Goal. Sigerson now has a person to lay a, a pass to someone. He can actually give the ball. That's what Sigerson's always been good at. He's, he's, got, that, he's got that killer, killer pass in him. He's always but, had that killer pass in him. But that's the issue. Do you stop playing Rodriguez to play Sigurdsson or do you replace Decore, Andre Gomez or Alan to play Sigurdsson? It's a big it's a big problem that... He has I'm glad I'm not like Carlo Ancelotti. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, me... I'll say it's a good problem to have. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're really picky about it, you could move Rodriguez out on the right and put Sigurdsson oh, in the middle. I wouldn't even consider putting Rodriguez out on the wing at the moment. Nah, you no, can't. Not with how influential he's been in the middle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, you could say, put him out on the wing and just have them both sit behind the striker. Yeah, maybe. Like, like, like you could have Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, Rodriguez, and then just have him, just, just the formation just twist a bit and then like, 
Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin up front. You know that, um, what is it, 4 2 2 2 2 2 2 formation with the two cams? The 2 2 2 Yeah, with the two cams. Just play that. That 22-man formation, that would play the Yeah. But I, I didn't watch the game, but apparently it was like, it was somewhat well, entertaining, but uh, not too entertaining. Michael Keane had a goal. No, it was Michael Keane headed it across. Who, was it Michael Keane had disallowed or someone else? I know there's a goal disallowed because offside. I think no, Mike, Michael Keane make an early run and he was offside when he headed the ball, but I forgot who knocked it in. But it yeah. was definitely offside. There's no arguments about that. Um, yeah. Everton were brewing for a second goal. They just didn't get the second goal in the end. Mm-hmm. But it was a good game. It was an, it was an interesting game. But it was just a 1 0, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's nothing much to talk just, about. They did the job, couple, that's what they need to do. Three points yeah, in the back. Yeah. The, uh, the, I'll, I'll have a question for each team in this one because we're in a situation where they both are interested. Obviously, last week, I think, Jim, did you put Everton in your top four? I think you did, didn't you? Uh, you yeah, just I said sneaking. No, I said that sneaking, so, I think. So you think that? And then obviously, we talk about Everton being top four. Obviously, in our predictions, me and Dow said they wouldn't. But they're in a situation now where they've won two more games in a bounce against difficult opposition, so they're grinding the results in. Are, mm. are they? Are they? Are they going to do it? Are they going to get the, the Champions League? I hope they do. I hope they do because also, <laughs> if they do, is it too soon? Will they struggle next season because of it? Um, I think they'll struggle either way because if they're in if in any form of Europe, they're going to have more games. Yeah, yeah. agreed. So. But- I think it depends on the investment. Like, you can't... For me, as the owners, you can't see what Ancelotti's doing and how he's performing and how he's making the team play and not give him more money. You you can't sit back on I it. Think you the can't sit thing... back and go, oh, he's got a nice team. You've got to be like, yo, whatever you need, go, go get it because you're taking us somewhere and we like it. I think <laughs> like, you've what, got, you've got it. what Everton need is a world-class goalkeeper. That you're trying to say you're trying to say T-Rex in goal isn't a world class goalkeeper. <laughs> He's England's number one. I'll have you know. Yeah. Although the save he made today in the first two minutes against West Brom, oh my god, <laughs> it's a certain goal. It's a certain goal. Anyone else, it's a certain goal. It's funny. God knows who's he got. It was. It was. Well, that's the thing with Pickford. He's a he's a fantastic shot saver, but he struggles yeah. with other things. Well, it was Pickford's pass Current that um, gave the ball to. Calvert-Lewin, Calvert-Lewin won the ball in the air, passed it to Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson assisted with Charleston, and it all came from Pickford. Yeah. So... Yeah. That's one thing it's I'll say. Pickford, Pickford on the ball. The re- it's the reason I see Pickford not being England's number one this summer is because the way Southgate wanted to play, Pickford's fantastic with his feet. And yeah. he is. He, out, of, out of his hand, as, as a drop kick and a side volley as a keeper, there is nobody better in the yeah, league. Yeah, his yeah. kicking is phenomenal. Yeah. Obviously, Edison's, Edison's the best... <laughs> Outright footballer out of all the goalkeepers, but Pickford is, I'd say, definitely a close second. He's fantastic. Yeah, he fantastic. Anyway, so and, and the second question, part of this question I've got before we move on, is Southampton are looking like they're just in free fall at the moment. Are they in danger of going down because they're struggling to get a win? Um, not for me. There's, uh, we, we're not good enough to get out. Fulham are looking like they could get out of it, but they'd only swap places with like Brighton or Newcastle. I don't think Southampton will go down. The thing is, it's seven, seven points between Fulham and Southampton, so you could you could consider them. You'd say Crystal Palace and Wolves, 100%. They're not going to be in the uh, mm-hmm. relegation battle. 
Southampton could get dragged in towards the last few games of the season, depending on Maybe. how Fulham uh, perform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the teams around them that depends on how they yeah. perform. After that, you can like it's a, it, it's one of them. Only time can tell. I can't give it. An answer. Yeah. Only time can tell. Yeah. Okie dokie. So moving on down. Next game. Ah, oh, Chelsea and <laughs> United. We'll let you take the lead on this one down. Me and Jim will just sit back and hear you, and hear you rant about referees again. Off you go. Well, Jim, you predicted two one. Al, you predicted two one to Chelsea. Yeah. Um, me and Kev both predicted a draw because we know how Manchester United play. It was one one. We both predicted, but it was nil nil in the end. Um, yep. Either one got a goal. Um, I don't know where to start. There's so many. There's so many problems with Manchester United. <laughs> Do you want me to? Do you want me to say about the pen? Do you want me to say this is the thing I want you to pen. talk about? Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's pen. You don't. You, no, we don't right. need to talk about it. No one needs stuff to say. And if it's but we've seen pens being give like that this season. Right. It's a pen. My man is going in like a T Rex, <laughs> lifting his arms up in the air. Hudson yes. Adoy. It's a hundred percent penalty. Every yeah, single Chelsea yeah, player yeah. puts his arms up. I think handball right. Every single Chelsea player, but it wasn't for Greenwood. No, it's for a doy. A doy is handballed. Right. Okay. So I think me and Alex will probably see the same issue with the pen. So yes, it's a pen because it is handball. Even the rules, the rules of the season, it's a penalty. No. Yeah. It it is a penalty. But you don't want to be seen given. But the thing I can think that the referee seen is that Greenwood has gone to handball it as well. That's why he hasn't given it. Because if Hudson oh, I was going to say, because uh, if Hudson Adoy, Hudson Adoy's hand isn't there, Greenwood's handballed it. If you watch the video, Greenwood's jumped up like that to try and control it here, but that's where Hudson Adoy's hand is. So Hudson Adoy's hand has hit it, but Greenwood's arm is up to try and control it. Because Hudson Adoy decided to. That's the only reason I think that he hasn't given it is because Greenwood's jumped up to try and control it like that and Hudson Adoy's grabbed his arm and it's hit his hand. That's the only reason I can think he, he hasn't didn't grab given his arm. It. His, his arm wasn't even touch his hand didn't even touch his arm. <laughs> well, yeah, and Greenwood tried to and when the ball dropped, Greenwood moved his arm out of the way to stop the ball from hitting his arm so he didn't give away a free kick. But it was gonna hit his arm. That's a thing. I, I, it was gonna I, hit his I, arm regardless. Nah, I disagree. I, I don't think it was hitting Greenwood's arm. Yeah, but what I was gonna say was, was if, if we're talking about what we were talking about last week in consistency, it's one hundred percent a penalty. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's just clear to me that like the best way to get rid of penalties now is to just complain about it on your website before the game, and there you go. Job <laughs> good. And what Ole and what no, and no what Ole going against you if you complain about it. And what Ole said is a hundred percent. Why are people aiming at Man? Yeah, okay, we've got the most penalties in the last two three years. That's because we have got some of the quickest players in the league. And okay, some penalties, meh. Not Jim, some doubt. No, Bruno Not Fernandez. That was a penalty. That was a penalty. That Bruno Fernandez t- turned. I know. I know the one you. I know the one you're talking about. The one where he trod on Diop's foot in the Premier League and went down like a sack of shit. It didn't. And then got the penalty. It, it ain't a pen. It's but a penalty. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. But you have had your fair share of dubious penalties. Just like Liverpool, when they won the league, they had their fair share of dubious decisions. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, There's going to be a team every year where the decisions goes for them. Obviously, the, 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 Marshall, decisions... the Marshall one, when um, 
who got Ben Narak was Ben Narak got sent off Southampton, yeah. yeah, which wasn't a red card. I believe that was not a penalty as well. Marshall was looking for that hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but obviously the reason being is we've got a lot of players with quick feet. We've got so many players with quick feet. Pogba's got quick feet. Bruno's got quick feet. James got quick feet. Uh, Greenwood's got quick feet. Rashford's got quick feet. Marshall's got quick. Cavani's even got quick feet. We've got so many players with quick feet, and that is going to get clipped in the box. And it's it's natural. And obviously, when you get clipped as a player, you're gonna go down. Even if it's the penalty or not, you're gonna go I down. Think, I just I just think refs nowadays need to ref with competency and consistency. But for me, that 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 was a, that's a penalty. That's a one 0 win victory in my eyes. And obviously, but the, the another problem we have for Manchester United is we've not won a top six side this season. Yeah, you haven't. Two, you haven't been. Two losses got, and five nil nils. You got smashed that first game you had. You, what was it? Six nil. Six one. Six one to Tottenham. Six yeah. one against Tottenham. That was the first big six team you played, <laughs> and that's when Tottenham was red hot at the start of the season. Yeah. You got slapped like that, and I reckon Oli, when he got slapped, he went, "That ain't happening again against the top six. It's not happening." And that was the problem went, when we yeah. we yeah, it was nil nil draw after that. You're scared to lose, and then it was a That's one one nil loss to Arsenal, then nil 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 nil. Yeah, you just you're terrified to lose. That's your issue. Yeah, he'd rather have a point than get yeah. none at all. Then get nothing. And Which I'd, you gotta yeah. you commend if you're West Brom. <laughs> but if you're Manchester what? United and you're trying to fight for trophies and you're trying to close the gap between the Liverpools and Man Cities between each other, obviously Liverpool this season have had an. But Liverpool could easily still overtake United and go above them if they. Yeah. yeah. If they get if in the last ten games, yeah. Manchester United have won three, drawn six, lost one. The lost yeah, one, that's fine. The the lost one's fine. I'm happy with the lost one. It's the drawn six. I'm not happy with. Yeah. That sh- that should be three or two, and it should be the wins. You know what I mean? A majority of wins, not more draws than wins. I don't. Is last season we had so many draws? I think we had one of the fewest amount of defeats last season, but because we had like twelve or fourteen draws, it just put us <clears throat> put us down so far. A good question to ask is: if you've got, if you're not happy with the three wins, six draws, and one loss, that's fifteen points. Would you be more happy if it read five wins and five losses, which is also fifteen points? <laughs> that's a good question no <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah it is it is 15 right? um, 15 yep. 15 5 wins 5 losses no well I'm not satisfied with either to be honest you need more points I think if you need, out of 10 you games you need to be a bit more clinical this is how, crucial, this, is how this is how I think if you Manchester United out of 10 games there's 38 games in a season. At 10 games, you've got to get the minimum 20 points. Minimum. So if you do it like every step, every 10 games, and so that last eight games, you're going to get 18 points. So that's 78 points, which could win you the Premier League if it's very tight, or you could finish second or third, depending, or maybe have been fourth, depending on everyone else. Manchester United have won the league with 78, 79 points in the past. Other teams have as well. I think, yeah, I think you've won it with less. Maybe just... Yeah, I think we won it with 74 as well. And I think Arsenal have as well. They've won it with 75, 76. So, I think there was a season you won it where you were like 75 points and it was like the least amount of points ever needed. There you go. So you can win the league, but you can also finish second, third and fourth. I don't think you'd finish fifth with 78 points. It'd be... it's, I'd, I'd say it's possible though. It can be possible. No, it can be possible, yeah. but I, I, I wouldn't... Obviously, records have been broken all the time, but... 
Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about Manchester United. We, we're too scared. Bruno Fernandes does not perform against top six sides. Um, I, I okay. do not know why. Um, uh, a question I'll ask about that. I'll ignore Chelsea at the moment because they're playing all right against Liverpool, currently still winning. The question from Man United is, um, obviously you're talking to us the other day, I think Kev was as well saying, there's a rumour of one big marquee signing in the summer. And obviously the names of Sancho and Grealish get thrown around quite more often. I don't see Haaland leaving yet, mm-hmm. but would you take Grealish or Sancho or would you use that money to buy a striker because you need one? And if so, who? I literally don't, can't even name a striker. I, I think any player that comes to Manchester United at the minute is not going to work. It's not going to click. And I, I think that's down to the manager. No, it's, you know what? You and know also what above... You, you know what? For me, it's um, it's since you got rid of Lukaku, just that stigma of a striker again. The thing is, like, Lukaku. You go back and look at Lukaku, bro, and, and Ibrahimovic. Lukaku you had two, re- two quality Luk- players. Lukaku, yeah, Lukaku was so good, and you know how much he'd thrive in your team right now. Like with oh, one hundred percent. How much he'd fr- look? Look at him in the Italian league. He's yeah. mince me in that league, and I'm like. <laughs> But United forced him out because he wasn't good enough. When in actual fact, it was, as proven, the players around him to supply him that weren't good enough. You only had Pogba to supply him. You then brought Ibrahimovic, who could somewhat help him, but that didn't go to plan. Rashford was still a kid. Yeah, Rashford was still a kid. Martial just went off the boil completely. Like, you just... You, it's one of them like when Lukaku was there and when you needed it the most you needed somebody to create for him you didn't have it you then sold him and went and bought a player that could create but now you don't have that striker to finish off the creativity think, and it's like why did you sell him in the first place I think what we need to do is obviously we bought Lukaku he was he was a young striker anyway he was like what 23, 24 anyway when we bought him, I believe. I think it was about 24, 25 when you got him, I think. Yeah, when you bought him from Everton. Yeah, so he's 24, 25. So that still classes as young these days. You know what I mean? Um, so we bought him. We then bring in experience with Ibrahimovic. But if you look at like classic United strikers, but well, for, for me growing up, Rooney was hella young and he was our best striker. We bought Ronaldo, but he was a winger. But obviously, he got inside. We bought him when he was very young. So, I think if we're going to buy a striker, we need to buy someone very young, like early 20s, like maybe 23, 24. The only person I can think of is Yao Felix, but I don't think Yao Felix is, will make it in the Premier League. You, not even you, that. Yao Felix is going to cost you hundreds of millions at the yeah, moment. Yeah, but 175 million, exactly. But you you got to look, though. Kid, like, look at Rooney. He, he, was, he is one of a kind. Yeah. But he... Didn't he weren't just quick and skillful like he first was at Everton? He come to you and adapted his game and become an absolute brute. He could win everything in the air. He could fight people off the ball. He was just he was consistently good and strong, and he brought everyone else into play. And then your midfield was strong, like mm. you couldn't beat your midfield. It was Paul Scholes and Roy Keane sat there battling for everything. Yeah, I know. And. And now you've got Fred, Pogba and Bruno, and I know it's adapted, but Bruno, to be fair to him, does fight for everything. Pogba is lazy from time to time, but when you put somebody next to him that will fight as much as Bruno, he then will fight more. 
He's he Pogba's never a captain player. He doesn't lead by example. His passing leads by example, but he won't. Whereas if you have players around him that lead by example with effort, he then jumps on the bandwagon. Yeah. And that's your issue. You don't have anybody up front that will grit, bite their teeth, fight you your Roonies, your Van Nisselroys, your... Bro, who is the king of Man United? Cantona. Yeah. Look at how much he used to fight on the pitch. <laughs> like, the thing is, he was that, a that, dog. That Cantona signing literally started the pivotal of success. That Cantona, yeah. Cantona was literally the start of success at United. And and that's what you're struggling with. And you, that's, what, that's got... what people are comparing Bruno Fernandes. Hopefully he's at the start of success yeah but you've got to go and sign that kind of player so you've got to sign basically like you're gonna to have to go elsewhere but like obviously you Lukaku or Icardi or Immobile or just somebody they're that all, ain't quick, the thing is though they're all but, getting old now but like yeah. obviously Dianye I'd actually love him at United I think he'd do a quality job and he just needs to start scoring that's looking, his looking issue, at him He's the type of striker I'd love at United with the balls that Bruno puts in, Pogba puts in. They'd love him to be on the end of it. And I'd love mm-hmm. a player like that. Even Giroud. I'd love a player like Giroud at United. But I can't Excuse say... me, Dad. Uh, yeah, no. I know. I never thought I'd say it myself. It, the, the player <clears throat> I hate so much. I, I just look at him. I just want to hit him. He seems arrogant. You know what I mean? <laughs> but obviously, I'd love someone like that at the club. Cavani, when he came, I thought the El Matador... Like the experience he got, I didn't think he'd score endless amounts of goals, but he has contributed in a small factor of goals. But yeah, and obviously his his experience will help the younger players come through, like Shola, Shola, Shola. Is that how you say his name? And let's um, let's put it this way, bro. Like you have your foundation now. You've got your midfield. Your midfield is set. It's Fred Pogba, Fernandez. When they're all running, fit and running, it's Fred Pogba, Fernandez. Fred looks good for him. For Fred, or yeah, rotate maybe. Yeah, but Fred looks too good at the minute. He's he's comfortable now. He's good on the ball and everything. The issue you've got now is your wingers. We've got too many. We've literally got a problem. We have too many. You have too many, and then you don't have good enough wingers. Bro, at the minute, you're relying on Dan James again to get you out of holes. But he's not not getting us out of holes. That's the thing. He's just there. That's what I mean. You're relying on a player that can't do anything but run. He, he literally is a pace merchant, he's pre- he's, and that's your issue. His pressing, his, his pressing of the game is brilliant, and he puts players under pressure, and we can get a cheeky throw in or whatever. But he doesn't have the technical ability of me, Greenwood. But Greenwood's greedy. Greenwood, mm-hmm. if Greenwood lays the ball off instead of taking the shot every single time, for me, that's why you have to go and buy Sancho. You need a world class winger. Rashford's, you have to. Rashford's perfect on the left. Yeah. I don't want Marshall in the middle. I don't want Marshall in the club, to be honest, no more. I think his time at Manchester United is up. Um, last season is his best season ever in a Manchester United shirt, and he won't, he will never do better than that again. If he proves me wrong, please prove me wrong, because I'd love being proved wrong. Can you go back to France? I agree. Join Mbappe in PSG, please. I, go, please. I beg. And then you can get in the France <laughs> squad. You know what I mean? And, like, but the thing is... Um... And we need a striker. We need a striker, right mid. Greenwood needs competition. The only competition he's got is Dan James, but Dan James ain't really competition. Dan James is just a quick play, but he's got years left. And maybe he is a game and adapting and will get better probably. Um, we got. I could speak about this for ages. We've got to move on though. Um, yeah. Because what? So the last game. Last two games. We got. 
Leicester Arsenal. So, Kev predicted 2-1 to Leicester. Jim predicted 3-1 Leicester. Alex predicted 2-0 Leicester. And I predicted 2-0 Leicester. Well, well, well. I got it the wrong way, right? <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. They pulled that out of the bag. Didn't they? I will. Uh, I'll, I'll. I'll say. I feel like what we were talking about last week. We're saying like Madison. He's like integral to Leicester. I think that proved it. Yeah, hundred percent. And Barnes. Barnes is yeah. integral to Leicester as well. Well, he started the game, but he got injured, mm. didn't he? Throughout the game. Yeah. yeah. They scored. Well, Leicester, yeah. Like sorry, Leicester's yeah. In, it, Leicester's injury table at the moment is getting close to what mm, Liverpool's is, but not as big as Liverpool's, obviously. Yeah. And like it's only Leicester's injuries have only been very recently. But that easily could derail their European push, which is what I said last week. Yeah. And it's eight injuries to have I, at the minute. Eight injuries. And as minute. as much as we talk about how like not as up to scratch Leicester were, Arsenal were awesome. Yeah, they were they were on oh, fire. Because yeah. like, speaking awesome. speaking of the injuries, I've written down the most important ones. So I said Barnes is now injured, Madison, Pratt and Perez are all still injured, with Fafana also out. Leicester Leicester are in an injury crisis. Um, and that's Jamie Vardy's line. just come back from injury and he's not hundred yeah. percent fit as well. Yeah. I think he's actually been um, rushed into the team because I don't think he's match fit. And I'm sorry. <clears throat> Nacho is wank. <laughs> so, I saw a, a quote somewhere online, and um, they reckon an issue is Nacho is like being like they're using him a lot as a main striker. But I saw somewhere that like one of his like Nigerian under twenties coaches said like he's actually better as a number ten, but he's. He needs to perform to get in the team, and he's not performing. Yeah, and even if, and even when he does perform, he's not taking Madison out. Nah, and I just don't see. I just don't see. Yeah, and like, I, I don't see. I, I, I don't see how he's going to have much more of a future at Leicester if he's not performing the way he should. I don't think he's a Premier League quality striker. Anyway. I think City, he'll be they? good in France. I think he'll be good in France. He'll be good in Italy. He'll be good anywhere else but England. Let's be honest. He played for Man City. You stick me up in that Man City team. If I'm up top in that team, bro, I'm still scoring ten goals but and I'll miss know. fifty of them. Uh, a good point. To, a good point to like say is like they had Ianacho on their books and they still went out and bought Jesus and replaced him. Yeah, yeah exactly. They could see what it was like. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. They must have seen that he wasn't going to be able to the scratch they wanted. And that and that's the thing. But even though we have started with Leicester's demise, we will have to talk about the smoke that Arsenal were on that game. Because yeah. <laughs> the pressing play. Yeah, their third. Exactly what I was going to say. Their third goal come from their team pressing, yeah. and it is so good that game. It was unreal. <laughs> like the pressing was stupidly good. <laughs> Like, obviously, they've been practicing it and they've experimented with it. And that game, it just, it, it, everything just clicked and well, it just, I just, it hit the ground running and just pressed Leicester out the game. I've got a question for you guys. So I'm flipping the Uno Uno reversal here. <laughs> so, um, basically, I don't know, you guys have probably heard Barcelona yeah. are interested in Mikel Arteta. Do you see him as a Barcelona boss? I have seen life. this. I yeah. have seen this. Uh, if I were Mikel Arteta, and I think you both agree with me, I am not touching Barcelona no. with a 10-foot pole. No. I'm going nowhere near them at the moment. Not Maybe touch. in a few years when he's 
you know, made his philosophy stamp at Arsenal when Barcelona aren't in tatters. But I would, tatters. I would go nowhere near him. With Messi on the way as well, you're not touching the team. Not touching the um, team. Um, 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 if I were Mikel Arteta, I'd generally say, if you if I were Mikel Arteta, say like at the moment Barcelona still up here and Arsenal are here. Like, I know people, a year listening, and people listening aren't going to see shit. Yeah. Give it two years, that it's going to be completely flipped. Yeah. Why, 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 why would you do that why to yourself? When Mikel Arteta is still a young, upcoming manager, bear yeah. in mind. Yeah. It's his first job. I see Barcelona being the Juve of the Spanish league. When Juve did all that um, scandal with the money and they got demoted to Serie B and had to start over again, I see Barcelona potentially having the same outcome. Because Being as a million two billion pounds yeah, worth of debt. They are in complete tattered. Like, Juve had to start all over, but they kept all the players on the books. Yeah, so that's why yeah, they, went, yeah, they kept, went straight back up from Serie B. But, being demoted to Serie B, like it's a big thing, and well, being demoted to the second or La Liga Sangunda or something like that, <laughs> being demoted to that would hurt Barcelona big time, and that's why they did it because it hurt Juve big time, and that's how much it had hurt Barcelona to be demoted and lose Messi in potentially the same year, mate. They'd be in absolute shambles. Well, the thing is, also, I can like, say, carry on, oh, you go first. Oh, you go okay. first. Okay, I'm just gonna say different. To what you guys said, if I was Mikel Arteta, I'd jump to Barcelona. Yes, I understand Messi's leaving. Yes, I understand the club's in two billions pounds worth of debt. And obviously, his one try was already at Arsenal. But obviously, it was pretty much the way Arsenal was performing anyway in the cup games. I think any manager in you could have put any manager and they would have won them cup games a hundred percent. Like that's just my opinion. I think any manager in charge of Arsenal. Just for some reason, Aubameyang clicked. The rest of the players clicked. They could have won, 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 the, won the FA Cup and the Community Shield. Easy, no problem. <clears throat> but obviously, since then, we've seen Arteta. He's had a bit of a yo-yo season. Like, we're talking about relegation battle back then. And now, obviously, they're the slowly yeah. climbing back up. But if I was Arteta, the chance to perform in the Champions League, your name on the big stage, yes, there's a lot of pressure but you could probably probably win more actual trophies. You know what I mean? And you've, got, mm. you've actually got more of a chance of winning La Liga than you are Premier League with Arsenal. And having La Liga on your reservoir is much better than just... Res- re- re- resume. Resume. Res- <laughs> <laughs> can, you ma- can you imagine sitting there like there's a La Liga trophy just sitting there and a bit of water next to you on your reservoir? <laughs> Flowing around you like a moat. <laughs> <laughs> I said that with my trophy. chest as well. Okay. I know. I know. I didn't want to correct you because I thought I'd break you, but. Resume. Uh, a resume, right. Okay. So, La Liga on your resume and just having mid table Arsenal on your resume. I'd rather have La Liga in my resume than mid table yeah. Arsenal all day, every day. You know to... what I mean? Yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. I just. I just wouldn't switch. But to bring it back to the Arsenal game, because we went super off topic then, (laughs) Um, I think there was a decision in the game where a pen was given. Uh, I can't remember the referee's name, but the ref called for a pen, pointed to the spot. Everybody everybody thought it was a pen. And then VAR looked at it, and it was a very good decision to call it a free kick because, one, he didn't get touched by the player who was in the box. He got touched by the player who was outside the box, and I think it was Ndidi who tripped him. And he tried to yeah. say that Telemans tripped him. And 
it was such a good decision because even though like obviously it's Leicester still lost it it could have been a serious turning point in the game and it could have been like a 5-6 nil event you know what I mean mm-hmm. but 5-6 uh, one but that decision I think is heavy oh, yeah. IR is good and is used properly well, that's something I was going to say. Like, it shows that VAR obviously has the promise when it makes fantastic decisions like that, and it did it really quickly, and it worked very well. So very it's quickly. there. Like, every, everything we need for it to work is there. It's just not being done. The implementation well, is so wrong. Yeah. Right. Do, who has yeah. a quick question yeah. then? Anyone or? No, I think the Mikel had yeah, we, to do. So we, 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 we move on to the last one. We move Newcastle Wolves, and this and the, this is going to be a quick one for me because I haven't watched this. It doesn't even sound very entertaining. It wasn't. Oh, so I'll leave you to talk about this. Um, I was, I was very much scraping the battle, barrel for notes on this one. But there is three points I'd like to say. Okay, now Kev uh, predicted two nil Wolves. Jim predicted one nil Wolves. Alex predicted one nil Wolves. I predicted three one Newcastle. Ended in a, a draw, one-one. It was an entertaining game. If uh, when it I, was I, I watched it, uh, Newcastle were very dangerous all the way through. They had yeah. this low goal from Saint Maximin. Um, Almiron hitting the post <laughs> in the first half. He done really well. Um, Sice's awesome goal line clearance. Oh my god! To tip that over the bar from where it was, that was that was very a really good save. But um, the, um... The turning I mean, point for me, for Newcastle, sorry, Jim. Um, no, nah, carry on, carry on. But on uh, Ryan Fraser, and that yeah. literally flipped the game. Yeah, really did. Um, Fraser, come on. Put in a beautiful cross for Lascelles, scores it. Yeah. Really good, even though he come on at half-time. I mean, who went off? Was it Almiron or Maximum who went off injured first? I can't remember. He come yeah, on for the, one of them. Uh, Mac- Maximum came off injured as well. Yeah, and he he. I, I rate Fraser. I think he's a good player, and he still offered that attack, even though they lost at maximum to injury as well. Yeah, uh, I think maximum is way too good for Newcastle. He'll 100%. be gone soon. He is way too. Somebody will pick him up. Somebody top six, top eight, foreign league, big team. Like they'll pick him but up. But the somewhere. thing is, though, we said this about Traore last season and Traore this season. Twenty six games, zero goals, no, zero nothing. assists. I mean. He definitely yes, should have got has used 50 bottles of baby oil. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I do not agree. You say, Jim, and then we'll come back to the baby oil. Um, I 100% think, <laughs> one, he should have got his header on target. That's one thing, because I saw it. And he should have got an assist as well. He played it across the box and everyone just missed it. And I'm like, hold on. Like, yeah. He's getting there. He's in the right places. And he's around there. But I just think... When he ain't falling for you, he just ain't falling for you, man. And baby oil boy over here just can't can't get it to drop for him. I and think, what were you going to say about baby oil? I think baby oil should oh, be... love this. It should be banned. Baby oil should not... Why would you need baby oil? Why would you need... It's an, It's like... It's like an extra... For me, I think, I think it's like a form of cheating. Because basically, the whole idea of a game is to grab onto a player. You don't see Messi... Baby all himself. Look how many okay. men he skips Dale. past. You don't see Ronaldo. Baby all only for photo shoots. He baby all himself. Dale, Dale. If you watch that Barcelona PSG game where PSG slapped Barcelona, PK is being dragged along by Mbappe by his shirt. PK is grabbing onto 
Mbappe shirt and Mbappe still sprinting away, dragging PK along with him. The issue is, is he's putting baby oil on so people can't grab him because that's a form of cheating. You're denying him a way to get past somebody. Yeah, but if you're good enough, you don't need it. You've just proven exactly. that. You've, him did, along. you've literally just answered my question. I understand that saying like, oh, the, aim, the part of the game is to grab somebody, but it's still cheating. You grabbing somebody Look by the shirt the... and then dragging them back I've is never stopping seen... them moving forward if you can go as far I've never seen a player in the history of the Premier League rinse himself in baby oil just to run past the player the kid's got a million pace anyway he does not need baby oil why is he using baby oil and I think he's for me I think it's cheating because obviously the whole idea it's a contact sport if you think about it there's going to be rustles tussles if you're in if basically if you're having a corner right and you can't Grab onto a man because you slip. You're not going to get up for your header correctly. Why, why, why are you grabbing onto his arm? That's the only part you buy, Bills. You shouldn't need that's to a grab onto his arm. In the corner. I'm going to say that's a natural part of a corner. I, think, I don't think you're going to get a single corner in the Premier League where people aren't grabbing onto each other's arms. Yeah. yeah, you grab onto arms, you grab onto shirts and stuff. But it's still when he's running at a defender. If you're a good enough defender, you don't need to grab him because you can defend against but him. But if he's a good enough player, it's... he doesn't need Baby it just proves that, yeah, but that it's it's a 50 50 because if you're not a good enough defender you're going to grab him so he's good enough to get past him but if they grab him he's stopped but the thing Whereas is though do, if good defenders you ain't going to get grabbed you see good defenders anyway actually put a foot in or grab a player slow him down because it's actually tactical because their team's going to win or get a good point yeah i'm not game. saying i'm not saying it's right or i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying it's the way he's adapted his game to prevent him from being stopped and i guarantee so it's, not, it's not a way it's i wouldn't say it's a way of cheating because if if you get blocked off by a man if you knock it one way and he blocks your path and it's not a free kick it should be because it's obstruction it happens all the time on fifa and it happens all the time in real life if you get blocked when you knock the ball around somebody and it's not blown as a free kick for obstruction you're at a disadvantage then because you've got more pace and they've stopped you from getting the ball you've done that player but he's stopped you in whatever way he's tried to from getting the ball after doing him but look at look at your uh, your agueros de bruyne's ronaldo's messi's mbappe's neymar's yeah they don't need it because it's it's literally i think it's hindering yourself as well Having that much baby oil on your arm, the skin cannot breathe. The skin is okay, drenched was, in baby oil. I was waiting for some weird, like, I was waiting for some, like, because of the weight of the baby oil, it slows you down. I was like, nah, nah. Nah. The thing <laughs> is, the thing is, is it's, it's a distraction. For me, it would irritate me. There's baby oil all over his hands. If you wipe your face, your vision will then get blurred with oil in your face. And your, your I, the hairs. It's not. It's not a Dharma Troyori actually putting the baby on. It's uh, the the coaches. Yeah, the coaches put it on him. And I think it's a stupid idea. Nuno is, is adapting his game to what he thinks will make him improve without, let's say, quote unquote, cheating, which it, it isn't. But it, if it works, it works, isn't it? And then they've got to actually review. I, but at I the hope, minute, I do hope that one day. The, obviously, the thing is, he's not getting any goals or assists so it's not being talked about enough but obviously that's I, was, I was about to say if he I was about to say if he was like, since he's using it he's actually performed awfully well he was using it last season as well and obviously he had but he had Raul Jimenez with him last season that's the different that's the difference with all Raul Jimenez I do not have Raul Jimenez 
Right, uh, so moving on, uh, we got Man City Wolves midweek game, won 4 1, three late goals in the 80 plus minutes. So Jesus scored two and Mara scored one. Clear on side by Jesus. And also, you guys probably know that literally in the last 21 games, they've won them all, scored 55 and conceded eight. Madness. Yeah, ridiculous. That Premier, Premier League's theirs at this stage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. F- f- they've won fifteen Premier League, fifteen Premier League games in a row. And the funny thing is, the last time Man City drawed, it was a one-one against West Brom on the, uh, I believe hey. it was the fifteenth of uh, December. Billich's <laughs> last game was going yeah, to fucking bang. Yeah, and then he got sacked, even though he had a, a yep. banging result, which was weird. Yep. And the yep. last time Liverpool and Liverpool, we'll yeah. We will, we will talk about that. <laughs> last we'll time, talk about last time Man City lost was two 0 Spurs, twenty first of November. So it's been a long time since Man City have drawn mm-hmm. slash lost. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Have they got the Premier League? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%, 100%, yeah. 100%. It's over. When when we talk about Wolves like playing midweek against City, it looked like they were playing a Dama Traore as the centre forward, and that just didn't work. They've yeah, done, they got yeah. slapped by Man City. Absolute dominated. They've done that many a times. One, well, the only question I'll ever ask about this one is the record stands at the moment by Munich with 24 wins in a row. Can Man City beat that? Do you reckon they'll get It'll 25? Be close. The 20. Uh, in all competitions, is it? Was it just um, in the league? In all competitions, means, yeah. All competitions. That means they need nine more wins. No, no, no. Nine more. No, 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 it's all competitions. They only need four more. Yeah, they need four more to break. Oh, right. oh okay. Um... Yes, yeah, I think so. I think, I think, yeah. I think, I think Manche- oh, they're going to beat Man United. They're going to beat Man United. Because they've got. They've no, got... I think it's going to finish. I think it's going to finish nil nil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Burnley Leicester, 1 1. Um, Vidra, Boring. early goal. Not much, not much to say. Inacho got a goal. Um, it was great volley from Ian Nacho over the, over the oh, top. Oh yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely. Even I've just called him wank, but we'll gloss over that. Players are number ten in that game as well. What? Players are number ten in that game apparently. Well, we got uh, Sheffield United winning Villa one nil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldrick in the big five. That's all we need no, to say. Ah, Move on. I'm gonna, big five. No, big it's a- five. It's actually six Premier League goals, and it's his seventh of the season. Oh, angry. Oh, I'm sorry, lads. I hit the big five. I'm sorry, he hit the big five last time he scored. Oh, did oh, it? What's the point then? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, when you we, said it, we missed the party. When we you said it, party. when you said it earlier, I thought I'll mention it when we get to the game. Uh, oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> Let me live on that for half an hour, and then make me look like an idiot. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> quick question: Was it a red card, Phil Jagielka? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it now. Um, for me, it was not a red card. There was two. There was one player. It was 38 yards. From the goal. Oh, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, 13 nah, yards from the goal. Red card. The yellow card all day. He's, Comes he's in. miles away. And also, two players are tracking back anyway. It's not a clear goal. I would have covered it by then. 100%. Uh, and also, fun fact, um, Phil Jagioka is the second oldest player to ever be red carded. Oh. Who's the oldest? Uh, Stuart Pearce. Ah, ah. I, knew, I knew you'd know that. <laughs> Your own little stat man, I love it. And also, that's the first time Sheffield United has had a man sent off and won. 
Really? Yeah. So this season is that all? No, in the Premier League altogether. They did. They did dig in for that win as well. Like they yeah. proper defended for their life again. Yeah, literally. Right. Um, okay, moving on to uh, Ball United. Um, so Crystal Palace nil, this... Manchester United nil. I wa- I watched a little bit of this game and I was, <laughs> I was bored. I, I watched this one as well, <laughs> and I was like, "Bro, how have I watched United twice in a week <laughs> and been bored?" Both times. Well, I, don't, I, was like, I don't talk about it. I'm, I'm ready to swiftly be wrong because I said boring it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't watched this game. Um, West Brom nil, Everton one. Richarlison with the only goal. Uh, you know what? West Brom yeah. played. We played ace. We played really well, and I can't be discouraged by the way we played. The only thing I wish is that Diagne just learnt where the net was. That's all. He, he looks really good. That. He's in the right positions. He just needs to score. That's it. We look really good today. He scored a really good, a really good finish in the last minute. He's just offside yeah. again. It yeah. seems to be a regular thing for Danya. He just needs to learn to stand on side. And when he gets his chances, yeah. just put him away a bit better. Like he's a really good striker. But we yeah. played well today, and I can't be discouraged by it. And it, it just shows that with the right players. We look amazing. Pereira, obviously, he misplaced some passes, but looks so much better. Um, your Cookslew is a demon in midfield. Gallagher's looking a lot better now. Bartley is an absolute god at the back. He's stupidly good, except for when Richardson scored. He should have got his head to it. But Johnston definitely should have commanded his area as well. But in saying all that, we played really well, and I can't be discouraged. Imagine people would have got mad at us losing 1-0 to Everton, an Everton team from this season. That is stupid. That, that is, is crazy. Just, um, like we played ace. So Next game, Fulham Spurs, 1-0. It was uh, Adi Baray, is that, did you say his name? Adam, Adam, Adarabayo, there we go. There 19 go. minute own goal. I don't know anything about yeah. that as well because obviously that was today. All, all I heard was that uh, they reckon, well, Deli Ali was claiming it for ages and then it was made to not be an own goal. Yeah. That, that's all I know. I haven't watched that game at all today. Well, we just had a game recently which finished not long ago with Liverpool and yeah. Chelsea won. Well, luckily, me and Jim have been watching that as we've been yes. talking. So. <laughs> um, Mason Mount scored a cracking goal from outside the box. What, what a finish that is. Uh, yeah. Timo Werner definitely should have scored and definitely should have had his goal not disallowed as well. So, really, Liverpool should have lost 3-1 because Mane had an um, opportunity to score as well. I'll say, second half, Liverpool were a lot better. First half, they were sloppy. They, uh, I think like Liverpool had the most possession against Chelsea, yeah. which is unreal, considering how much possession Chelsea have had recently. Yeah. But Liverpool, like, the second half was a lot better. It's just, yeah, Liverpool are, aren't going to be 100% until they get all their players back. It's just all it is. And Chelsea looked looked unreal today. They did. Yeah, Chelsea looked good. Well, with that win for Chelsea, they've now gone fourth place uh, above fourth. above Everton and uh, obviously West Ham. Which Island. is uh, based on my prediction. That's where they're going to finish, so I'm happy Ooh. with that. Oh. Yeah, so I forgot where I predict. I've literally forgotten my predictions. I just know Man United you put a third. You put Chelsea third, Liverpool fourth. Ah, I put the other yeah. way around. Ah, okay. All right, then. I'm glad you know because I literally forgot. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the way the table's looking at the minute... Chelsea three points behind Leicester, four points behind United. Chelsea being unbeaten so far with two. Could you reckon they could go second this season and probably win a Champions? Is it Champions League? 
Yes. Yes, yeah, they, they are. are. They beat Atletico Madrid 1 0. Yeah, they're still in the Champions League. Um, do you reckon they could win a Champions League this season? Well, the only way I can describe Chelsea at the moment is they don't look incredible, but they look unbeatable, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. When they turn up, they don't know that they're going to lose. So they don't know that they're going to yeah. roll a team over 5 0. It's it's a weird one. It's like it's literally he's a nil-nil or one-nil or one-one. Mm. Is it, yeah. yeah. His defense. I think the, I think their biggest win was two-nil. That's yeah. it so far. Yeah. They 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 basically basically they're just they're just he's still working out his team best team in a two goal. Yeah, yeah. That that's a thing and well it's work out so. We got so the top end of the table. So we got Man City first with sixty-five points. United second with fifty-one. Leicester third. 50, Chelsea 4th with uh, 47, Everton 5th with 46 and West Ham 6th uh, with 45 and Liverpool are just sitting there, 7th place with 43 points. So that's still tight for European and Champions League competitions. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's still really close. I think anyone can finish anywhere at this point. It'll yeah. go down for the last two games of the season. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's gone all the way. Obviously, with a West Brom win... They're now on 17 points, three points. And also Sheffield United got a win. So Sheffield United, 14 at the bottom. West Brom, 19, 17 points. Fulham, uh, still six points clear of West Brom, uh, 23 points. And three points behind Newcastle and Brighton, who are 17 and 16th. So... If we keep performing the way we did today, if we perform like this until the end of the season, I've, I still think we're a bit too far adrift, but it gives us a big fighting chance if we perform for the rest of the season like we did today. We have a serious chance. Okay. Slightly a little bit of hope, and he's like, okay, say... stay up, stay up, lads. Bro, bro you don't understand. I cried when Livermore scored that goal against Spurs, and that hope ended up on it. Anyway, yeah, moving on. Yeah, it went down, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, because obviously I know Jim's just... a very passionate man. He could talk about West Brom for years and years. Yeah, we'll just do predictions real quick. We won't talk much. We'll just yeah. we'll just straight up side predictions. And okay, we'll first game yeah. is Burnley Arsenal, Jim. Uh, Arsenal two 0 Arsenal two 0 I'll uh, say two uh, one Arsenal. Two one Arsenal. I'm gonna really? say I'm gonna say one one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheffield United Southampton. <clears throat> Oh, God. Jim? I'll uh, say, you know what? I'm going to go big 3 one to Southampton. Oh, okay. Al? I'm going to throw up a spanner. I'm going to say 2-0 Sheffield United. Oh, Sheffield United. I'm going to say... I'll be going bottom next week. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to give this another 1-1 draw. I think there's going to be a lot of draws. Uh, Villa Wolves. Okay, we got the derby. Ooh. Yep. JK. Villa at home. <clears throat> Jim? 1-1 one, because one, Wolves can't do derbies. 1-1. One, one. Al? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go 2-0 Villa. 2-0 Villa. Um, I feel like Wolves might edge this out. I think they're going to do it 2-1. Uh, I think, I think they're going to have the, the edge this time. Uh, Broughton Leicester. <clears throat> Jim. Mm, I um I'll probably say uh You know what? I'm gonna go for a two two draw. Two two draw, Al. 
I was very close to saying the same thing, but I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Drop it by one goal each. Um, no, no, I, I was sitting there for ages going, I think it's 2-2, two, 2-2, two, 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 and then I changed it. I went, no, 1-1, 1-1. One, 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 one. I, I don't see be... Brighton scoring two goals. I think it's going to be 2-0 Leicester. Fair. Okay. Um, I don't see Brighton scoring two goals. West Brom, Newcastle. That's a big game. Yeah, that's a huge game. Five at the game. back versus five at the back. <laughs> I think based on today's performance, and I shouldn't do that really, but based on today's performance, I've got to give us 3-1. 3-1. Just from the chances we created and the way we played Al? today. Uh, I'm similar. I'm going to say 2-0 West Brom. Uh, maximum's injured. and apparently It's come out today that Richie and Steve Bruce have had a bust up as well. Oh, good yeah. deal. Well, I've gone so, for a 1-1. Yeah, just... I've gone for a 1-1. 1-1. A style, mate. 1-1. Um, Liverpool, yes. Fulham. Oh, God. Liverpool at home. <laughs> but Liverpool Liverpool's home form to... has been poor. Yeah. yeah. But they've got to pull in performances. They've got... I'm going to say they're going to... I'm going to try and put them to the sword, I'm going to say. But they won't score that many, so 2-0. Two 2-0, nil. Two nil, Jim. Okay, Al? I was going to say 1-0, Liverpool. I've gone 3-0, Liverpool. I think they're going to... It's going to be their chance just to let go and just absolutely... Free. Probably, I thought that against Sheffield United and that will finish 2-0, so... Okay, Man City versus Manchester United. <laughs> I reckon... I reckon uh, 0-0. 0-0. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> Man City will probably roll you over at this stage. Uh, 2-1. 2-1. I'm going to call uh, 4-2 Man City. I'm going to say 3-1 City. Oh, okay. You're not putting 0-0. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Things are out. You might actually be right with that first one. 0-0 nil, nil, because... I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to regret changing it. I'm going to regret changing it, but I want City to break the record, so okay. I'm Okay, Spurs, Crystal Palace. Oh, this will be. I reckon this will be another Burnley game. This will. I think. I think everybody's got to hit their stride again. So I reckon three 0 Spurs. That is exactly what I thought. Three 0 Oh well, I think Spurs are going to lose one nil because they've won two on the spin and they're just inconsistent. That's just my opinion. They are inconsistent, yeah. but I think I think Crystal Palace without Zaha is just I Crystal Plur. I think, the, and obviously they got Jagielka as well. Um, Jagielka no, Palace, you're right. No, you're right. Me. Ignore me. <laughs> Ignore me. I'm right, thinking. You've I'm thinking. Come on, please. It's Gary Cahill. <laughs> I got confused. Moving both for a second. Um, anyway, Chelsea Everton, big game. Big game. Um, Tuchel's been unbeaten. Can he be unbeaten um, against Everton? One, very I'd physical say, yeah. side. A very physical side. Everton are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one-one because Tuchel won't let them score much, but I don't think they'll score that many either. So as proved today, so I just reckon it'll be a one-one, but they will score. Okay, Alex. I think nil-nil. Nil-nil. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two-one, Chelsea. Okay. Uh, West Ham leads. And West Ham are home. West Ham 3 0. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, Al. I genuinely don't know. I never know of Leeds. It yeah, could be they, they, could literally, they could turn up and have literally their best performance, any. or they could just be absolute 
Leeds can turn up and win 5-0, but they can also turn up and lose 7-1, so fucking... Yeah. Um, you go with that scoreline. I'm going to... No. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'll back Leeds, though. I'll say 3-2 Leeds, Ooh. I think. It's funny, because I literally just wrote mine, but I'm doing 3-2 West, uh, West Ham, yeah. So, uh, I'm calling 3-0 West Ham. Two for Antonio, one for Lingard. Well, we got one right. mid-game mid week before... Uh, next week recording uh, Man City Southampton so obviously it'd be an extra game it's on a Wednesday I'll roll them over 5-0 5-0 City 4-0 4-0 I'm going to say 3-1 to City and um, yeah so that's all the predictions sorted that's all the games covered if, if anyone's got any final questions yeah, or yeah so mm. I'll, I'll do this coverage here and I'll yeah, say We'll, we'll implement this as a new thing every week and then we can like expand on it if we want at certain points. But, lads, who is your player of the week? Gareth Bale. Mine is also Gareth Bale. <laughs> Never guess what. Mine is also Gareth Bale. <laughs> what a perfect way. It, it, it wouldn't have been anybody else, really, would it? Don't need to really explain it that much, do we? Yeah. Um, Everybody performance knows. against Burnley alone is enough. Yeah. Fantastic performance. He's, 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 he's getting to where he used to be. Yeah. 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 And now, obviously, yeah. Uh, happy to announce that this is now on Spotify. So and iTunes. It's on Spotify and, and iTunes and YouTube. And um, if you want, uh, Gamer 2 Hours will be on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where all the highlights and everything will be put on there, or just certain games will be put on there for everyone to watch. That's a Hopefully. social plug, so uh, at, at Gamer 2 Hours. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's actually uh, at I underscore game underscore two of two. It's a good thing I'm not in there. control of the uh, social then. <clears throat> Carry on. You are part of the social control, actually. <laughs> you control the YouTube, bro. Good luck with that. Yeah, cool. So, um, <laughs> on that note, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll call it an end here. I want to thank anyone who listens. Uh, eventually, we'll be able to streamline this a lot more better, and our structure will get there in a few weeks' time. But yes. Anyone who does listen, we're very appreciative. We, we're expecting yeah. no listens. So sure, just the one is time. more than we're yeah. Just just the one we're happy with. So yeah. if you are, thank you for being that also, one person. And uh Karen Jim. Yeah, I was gonna say also if you have any tips or advice for us on how to structure this or what you think is good and we should keep what you think could be improved and just put it down in any comment section or anywhere where you can comment on it and uh, just let us know because it would yeah, be no. very much appreciated if you have any 100%. idea. Hundred percent. And uh, on that note, I'll, uh, I'll bid you all adieu, as will these two. And we thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to us. Good night, and see you next week. Thank Bye, you. Guys. Bye. Bye.